Hello, sippers. Get ready for the set podcast where we sip, eat, talk, the ultimate blend of flavors and conversations. I'm Gina, your host, culinary enthusiast, and spirited conversationalist. Each episode, we'll explore diverse topics, share laughs, and savor the moment with special guests. Sip on insights, eat up knowledge, and join the conversation. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Sip Eat Talk Podcast. Subscribe now for a journey that's as delicious as it is insightful. Let's sip, eat, and talk together. Cheers. Today in episode four, we have another installment of the Generational Sip, better known as the Gen Sip, where I represent the Gen Xers. Natasha represents our Millennial, and Kennedy represents our Gen Zer. And we are discussing adulthood unscripted. Why didn't anyone tell us? And so today we'll explore topics like therapy, the transition from college to the work for uh, spirituality versus religion topics that we feel when we got into adulthood, we never had a conversation with anyone about. So get your sip ready, get your snack ready, and let's get ready to sip, eat, talk adulthood unscripted. What's up, sippers? Welcome to the Set Podcast, where we sip, eat, talk. I'm your host, Gina. That's right. If you are joining us for the first time, I called you sippers, because whether you're drinking a cocktail, your favorite wine, mocktail, tea, coffee, or favorite energy drink, you are sipper, and I am sipping with you. As always, the podcast can be found on audio, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. You can also follow us on YouTube at Sip Eat Talk Podcast and also follow us on our social media platforms at Sip Eat Talk Podcast. So, you know, this is one of my favorite parts where I share what I am eating for the episode. And so we are in the midst of football season. A lot of us like to gather with family and friends at home to watch the game. And so this is one of my go-to recipes that is a crowd pleaser, a hot spinach artichoke dip i if you know me or you're getting to know me cheese is one of my favorite things so um, who can go wrong with a combination of mozzarella and parmesan and so i have my hot spinach artichoke dip today but right now you know i need to do the taste that good old taste test let's see here uh oh no that mean mm, 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 mm. why do we always need a happy dance on something that's good that's the winner I will put a link to the recipe for the hot spinach artichoke dip. Please let me know if you make the dip, tag me and let me know. And I also want to know what are you all sipping and eating off of the episode? Tag me on some photos on Instagram at Sip Eat Talk Podcast and let me know what you are sipping and eating on for the episode. I would love to see and share and maybe even get some new ideas. So today I am sipping on the Frey Brothers Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc is one of my favorite go-to uh, white wines. It has that uh, sense and hit of dryness that I like because I'm not a sweet wine person and I like the dryness of it, but I like um, what they call a wet and smooth dryness. So this is that. I have put a link in the bio. If you like a white wine, a little bit of little bit of sweet, more of dry, this is the one to go with. I highly recommend. So as we get ready to move into the generational sip and dive in with Natasha and Kennedy on Adulthood Unscripted, join me in a toast and get ready. Sit back, enjoy. 
Cheers. Hello, Sippers. Welcome to another edition of the Generational Sip, where we get together across the generations and talk about different topics within life and try to bridge the gap of communication between the generations. I'm your host, Gina, representing the Gen Xers, and we have the lovely Natasha representing the Millennials and Kennedy Ray representing those Gen Zers. Say what's up, ladies. Hey. All right. It's time to cheers it on up. They already know what I'm sipping on today. What you sipping on over there, Natasha? Vanilla chai latte. Oh, sounds good. And Kennedy Ray, what are you over there sipping on? Drinking water. Nice. All and right. We have three different flavors going on today. Let's toast it up, girls, for another generational sip. All right. Cheers to you. So today we're getting in the topic of adulthood unscripted. Adulthood unscripted. And so we want to talk about what are some of those things that we found when we got out into this life called adulting, right? That we wish, dang, why didn't somebody tell me that? Like, why did I have a conversation about that? And I want to give this disclaimer and start off first saying that we realize, I think collectively we understand that nobody can't teach you everything about life, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of life is just experience and going through learning the lesson and carving your own path. And likewise, when it comes to parents, I, my mother and I have this conversation all the time. I love the conversations my mother and I have in this era of my life. They're so, so good. And one of the revelations that I've had over the years is that people would always say like, people doing the best they can, people doing the best they can. But I think the term that I like is people do the best they know how to do. Right. And so mm-hmm. one of the lessons I feel like I've, I've learned in life is that sometimes you put people on the hook for things they just didn't have the ability to do. But let's jump right in. I'm going to start uh, backwards with our ages because I myself personally enjoy our conversations. And I also want to see what topics stand out to you all. And if I have a common interest in those or you know, if we've had some involvement and changeover. So let's start with you, Miss Kennedy, I Gen Zer. What do you think is one of those topics you like? Come on now. Why did somebody say something to me? Life after college. Ooh. That position was terrible. Nobody told me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me anything. I just was not. Everything just fell so fast. I feel like because I got a job so quick, mm-hmm. kind of all fell in my lap. But like for some people that I know, like it took a little minute. And I okay. feel like that's something that's different between our generations because I feel like older generations, it was so easy to get a good paying job after school. You probably didn't even have to go to school to get a good paying job, to be honest. Like, but it's just awful. And we in debt. It's just terrible. <laughs> Well, can I tell you something, Kennedy? That has not changed, ma'am. <laughs> that has not changed. So let me let me say this first. I so I've worked in college access and success for years, and we have so many conversations. There are so many programs that you could go to with regards to college prep, college access, even college success. But I have to tell you, there is a gap in there that I think we have to do better with is that transition from college to the workforce, to corporate America, to um, adulting independently. I I 100% agree with you on that because 
it's nice to have, I feel like we all don't come from the same backgrounds and I felt mm-hmm. comfortably that there are some things, my mother was excellent with money. She was an excellent budget budgeter. Like she was fantastic about that. But my mother would also tell me like, well, I kind of went from being home into my husband's house, baby girl. So I never lived like on my own paying bills. And so I had people in my village I felt like I could talk to, but I feel like that needs to be a course. There, there are some things we need to talk about there, what was the most challenging for you going from college to independence or to the workforce? I would say just living an adult life, being responsible for myself. I I said this to myself the other day. I was like, once you become an adult, you become like your own administrator and secretary. (laughs) (laughs) Once you like move out the house. No assistance. Yes. You're like, oh my God, you got my doctor's appointments, my this, my dad. So like, once you, you know, move out, like from your parents, you're the administrator of your entire life. So like, mm-hmm. you know, looking for a job, you know, that could be an arduous process and is longer for some than others. And I guess it does depend on your major, but I think it's becoming the CEO of your own life. You're just like, oh my gosh, adulting is busy right. <laughs> and not this like big party, you know, as much as I thought you know, in college. And that's, I don't think you quite prepared for that or no one yeah, quite prepares yeah. you. I think that kind I, of I don't, again, I, I don't want to give the impression that it's like, oh, you can take a class and learn anything. But I do think there are some pivotal um, lessons that you can learn. And I, and I think one is budgeting and managing mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. money. This is a very true story. I always felt like when I first made that transition in paying rent and car note and car insurance, I always like it had in the back of my mind that my mom and dad would bail me out. Mm-hmm. And so this particular weekend, I like went away. I kicked it with friends and had a good time. And like that Monday or Tuesday, I asked my mom if I could borrow some money. I think I had to pay like the electric bill or gas bill or something. I had to be like, had to be like 23, mm-hmm. maybe 24. And she was like, oh, that you uh, you went away this week. You had a good time. I said, oh, yeah, my we had the best time. She was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we did this and we did that, whatever. She's like, well, mm-hmm. no, because there goes your electric bill money. You are a grown woman. You yes. don't go have a good time and then call That's me funny. for your daddy <laughs> to pay your bills. I mean, she set me up for the, I'm just like, oh, yeah, we had a good time. And then we did this. We, <laughs> did this. we went to this restaurant. And girlfriend was like, no, literally, a line in the sand, as they said that day. And when I tell you that's one of the best lessons that I could have received, she was like, no, you are grown. You have to be proud of yourself. Finish. I'm going to let you finish. Yes, I, I got that lesson, but I think I think that's a very important conversation. Like, this is real. And I think even doing exercises with, I think as people like, oh, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to get a job, or I don't want to do this, you know, because I'm going to get a job. But make, make, make your child sit down and do budget. Okay, so if you get this $15, $16 a job, this is how much rent is, this is how much the electric bill is, the gas bill, you want a car, you want a car? No. Mm-hmm. You want to go out with your friends? You want to go on trips? Like, nah, you mm-hmm. been coming with another plan. So I, I would absolutely think budgeting is something that you have to talk about who you surround yourself around. That That's a, another good one, which also pivots me into one of yours, Natasha, because you had mentioned to me about being okay with letting go of relationships. She was like, I wish somebody would have, mm-hmm. you know, explained that to us. I think when we're young, we always have this idea in our head that we'll be friends with our 
friends or college <laughs> friends or high school friends forever, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them I am still, you know, friends with, but I think the loss of a friend, um, no one quite prepares you for it because it's like a heartbreak in mm-hmm. a way. It's kind of a shock. And you, you're not prepared for it because you see your your you know, your life with this person. And you guys make jokes about, oh, you're going to be in my wedding or mm-hmm. whatever, and and you don't make it. And I think sometimes things can happen. It could be like um, I had a situation <laughs> where it was like a betrayal. Um, uh, I had another situation where um, we just fundamentally outgrew each other, mm-hmm. and our values didn't align, and we just had to separate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think no one prepares you for that. The emotions that become comes behind that um the loss i mean you definitely will be okay but it's so yeah you want to talk about that and know that that's a a very real thing any thoughts kennedy mm-hmm. i i don't know like i feel like when it comes down to like losing friends and stuff like that i never experienced that before because okay. I'm still the same friends with people who I was cool with from mm-hmm. middle school, like mm-hmm. elementary school. So we all still had that same bond, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Not not to say that we may outgrow each other in the future. I hope not because they're stuck with me for life. Because <laughs> But you'll remember this conversation if you do. Yeah. It can be like I, a heartbreak. <laughs> but when I tell you, like, my best friends are literally my soulmates, like, Mm-hmm. We've been friends for over 10 years. So, like, we literally be having these conversations. Like, we watched each other grow up. And, like, there have been times where we've been separated. Like, we wasn't on the same ball in middle school. But we, <laughs> right. we still made things work. And it's just, like, I think we so, we're so locked into each other to the point that, like, if we go days without talking to each other, we, like, uh-uh, what's going on, girl? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like we're so yeah. in yeah. with each other. Yeah. Like, I would literally cry my eyes. Yeah. Now, I have lifelong relationships. Kennedy, is. if people don't know who are watching, you're just tuning in as my village niece. She's one of my best friends' uh, daughter who I've been friends with since the second and third grade. But what I, but to Natasha's point, I think what also happens when you even have those strong and tight bonds in developing and who you are as a woman over the years, sometimes you have seasons. Sometimes you have seasons Mm -hmm. because of what people are going through. You're used to talking to them every day or on a weekly basis, but what's the, what's the saying? Life be life, right? And people go through things or people adjust to marriage or being a mother or the loss of a parent or a sibling or just experiencing a bout of depression. And I 100% agree with you, Natasha. It can be um, it can feel like such a, a heavy loss. And, and and sometimes it's just a, a moment of transition. Sometimes you can really bond with people in a certain season in your life where you might be in Debbie Downer mode mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're bonding with somebody who's in a Debbie Downer mode. Mm-hmm. And when you come out of that, if that person hasn't come out of that, that can be very hard or challenging sometimes just where you are and 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 mm-hmm. what the energy that you want to invite um yeah. into your life uh, friendships can be heartbreaks absolutely i 100 sure. percent agree with that and, and one more thing i want to say is too is like um i agree with you gina um my best friends i've been friends with since i was like three well my best friend i've been best friends with him since 12 you know the other three we were like remember 
you know, being in the crib with each other. Like, we, <laughs> um, but, you know, you just never think like, oh my God, my clothes. But you know, it has happened. But I will say too, as you, because I'm a little older, I'm 36. Um, You do change as a person, right? Yeah. So your friendships will evolve with that. And I think that like a maturity is just knowing like, hey, I am not the same person I was three mm-hmm. years ago or four years ago, but it changes the color of the relationship of the friendship doesn't change necessarily necessarily the quality but i think in terms of like what could what was i not prepared for as a young person was like you know friendships have seasons they Mm -hmm. evolve they change color they change shape and most of the time it's for the good and that's just a life thing individual seasons Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well you're pregnant now or you're going through this or you're breaking Mm -hmm. up this person or you you live in the whole other country now and it's Mm -hmm. just but it's a beautiful thing therapy i feel like but I also feel like I grew up because of my generation in a time where nobody, I didn't personally know anybody that went through therapy or did therapy. And so that has been a tough road um, until I finally got there to navigate as an adult and one to navigate it and break down stereotypes within the black community and then changing the narrative. I feel like in the black community, depression is just like, girl, like, one extreme or the next like what's wrong with you or you better get it together that's why i'm thinking like the real world is out here like you need to get it together like Mm -hmm. no and it's not even like that how religious you are how spiritual you are you have a high i know god can do anything because i think sometimes what happens is the bias that people have because they know you and they love you. And it's like, oh, you're strong. You girl, just, you better say no prayers, but get down on your knees and you better trust God for everything. You better speak to that mountain. You better, which is all good, but I'm, I'm really depressed. <laughs> like, I am not yeah. good. I'm not feeling good. I'm not in a great space. Even if it wasn't therapy, someone saying there are going to be seasons that you just don't feel good. You just don't feel good. Something is really weighing on you. It's gone. Like, just don't give the positive message. Like, oh, it's just like, like, no, this shit is hard. <laughs> life is really hard and challenging in some in, in some seasons of your life. And I I hope that we can move to a space where we talk about therapy like it's a normal thing we do. I agree because um, like you said. Therapy is maintenance, like the same way you would go to the doctor if you don't yep. feel good. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the stigma is real. I get exhausted from the amount of conversations I have because it's such a stigmatism put on it, like something has to be wrong with you and not talked about. Like, I don't think you got to argue. I'm not going to have a, a debate with somebody why they should go to the dentist once a year. I'm not going to have a debate with another woman and why she should go to her OB appointment once a year. So why are we having a debate about why you should have a therapy appointment? Like, and even just changing the narrative, it's just a, a checkup. You're checking in. I went to therapy. I was going to therapy because I was going through it my sophomore year. Okay. And it was to the point that like, I was just trying to, handle everything on my own which is what I was used to to the mm-hmm. point that I was just like, no like I need to talk to somebody else so I eventually went to therapy and it was to the point that I didn't even tell my parents like mm. because tell I, me why I, I know how they react to stuff like that because if I say I'm depressed I'm not feeling good what are you depressed for like and the only reason the only reason we could laugh about it now. The only reason why my mom found out was because the bill came to the house. <laughs> That's the 
only reason right. you right. found out that I was even going to therapy and then I eventually like had to tell them, but like I was just going through a lot. It's being able to talk about not feeling good and not feeling insecure about talking about it and, and that therapy is a real thing. I just feel like therapy is definitely like one of those conversations that need to be had. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Kennedy, that you did that on your own, that you did that on your own like that. I feel like that even says a lot of how things have changed and mm -hmm. evolved spirituality versus religion. I don't, I definitely never had a conversation with anybody about there even being a difference. So that's definitely been uh, something I've had to do in my adulthood and think about just myself. Like, is this a practice or Am I, a, am I being spiritual or am I being religious just because this is the popping circumstance of something that I'm supposed to be going? So I'm curious to hear how you all feel. I would say I grew up somewhat religious and I had to learn the, the difference. Like I was taught about God in a certain way, and I was, it was which was like fear-based. Mm -hmm. And so I was like always afraid of God. And I think that um, once I, like in my early 20s, God started to deal with me individually and I then realized that having a relationship with God has nothing to do with um, religion, mm -hmm. that God is a spirit and that there is freedom in God. And I began to develop my own identity and my own one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with God. And I never, you know, and I started to realize that, oh my God, if I smoke this or do this or drink, I'm not going to hell. <laughs> Woo! You know what you. I mean? So um, coming out of that fear-based mindset, I have had to learn on my own. So I would say, I would say that like in, okay. in some. How about you, Kennedy? I agree. Like, I feel like no matter how you're brought up and like what your religion may be, at the end of the day, you're going to have to figure it out on mm -hmm. your own and find your own beliefs. Because I feel like when we're younger, we don't have a choice mm -hmm. in religion mm -hmm. and in like, you know, how you what practice. Your parents do, you right? go to church, mm -hmm. you go to church, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of up to you once you become an adult, once you're out in the real world, like you said, Natasha, to just try and figure out and like navigate how you communicate with God. And I feel like for me, um, as I grew up, still go to church. Do I go to church as often as before COVID? No, but I communicate with God in different ways by journaling and, you know, like reading scriptures mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think the biggest click for me was just because I don't go to church every Sunday doesn't make me any less, yeah. less than, have your own you know? relationship. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's, that's what it is like have your own relationship and not being able to see people I think that can really be a detriment to you that you can't recognize somebody because you're so guarded because if you really create your own this is my own personal opinion when you create your own relationship with God it doesn't really matter what anybody says because you can hear the guy in it and pull it out right like I know people and that get friend. very touchy about universe they don't like yeah. the term universe no spirit is spirit okay then hear the message by hearing in your language Hearing your language, be able to mm -hmm. receive it and hear it and not be thrown off because it's not packaged that way. Another one I would like to talk about, like, why didn't anyone tell us, like, why didn't anyone tell me? You don't have to be perfect. 
much earlier on in life if someone just it don't have to be together you don't have to be together it don't always have to look a certain way what say one of you to that i would say great wise shout out to my parents because they never really like <laughs> i appreciate them for that because it definitely made me work hard because when i did do my thing i was rewarded but um i would say my dad is more so hard on me but just like with like life he always wants me to be thinking about the next thing which i love and mm -hmm. i appreciate but Sometimes I feel like I get in my head so much and I feel like that's where my imposter syndrome mm. comes from. I, I never feel like I'm doing enough because like I got my apartment, you know, by myself. And he like, you need to be thinking about a dude like da, 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 da. He like, you need to be thinking about a home, which is like valuable. He gives me valuable information. Mm. Like I said, like, and I understand why he does the things that he does because he wants me to be mm -hmm. better than him at my age. So I get it, but sometimes I'm just like, I, I just need to live mm -hmm. for the moment and just learn from my mistakes right now because the same way you went through life, I, I need to kind of navigate that yeah. on my own too. I think that's why it's you know a balance, saying? right? Because on one level, you'd be like, why didn't you say anything to me? And then in the next breath, it's like, well, stop yeah. saying so much to me. Like, so it's, it's <laughs> finding the balance. What say you, Natasha? I like just came out of that probably five years ago because when you literally have to have it all together to like survive and get through and no one's like you know coming to like hold your hand mm -hmm. through stuff again I think I had this had to break this because I was the oldest child so I had to always you know kind of look out for my brothers look out for myself I didn't have that strong parental figure outside of my grandma because she did raise me but outside of my grandma I didn't have that strong older figure to like guide me through life so it did cause me to be like hyper independent and a mm -hmm. perfectionist um i think also too being the oldest i was always good at school so that was always the expectation so i think subconsciously i adopted the mentality like oh i i just got to keep doing good at school and i just if i just keep achieving mm -hmm. things and keep getting high grades like mm -hmm. i'll be great but that killed mm. me and i had to like undo a lot of that like damage of like being like having to have it all together and be perfect and no it's not a way to live yeah. life but definitely yeah i'm gonna pass on some well, some yeah. wisdom i remember going to a um a tour that oprah had i think it was called the live your life tour and ayala van zandt said something to me i was in my 30s by this time though that stayed with me and she was like y'all stop trying to get a's all the time sometimes c is just for completion some things in life you just need to complete so do y'all feel like you need to be praised or critiqued. Ooh. Which one? Can I be honest with you? I feel like that's an area of my life that I have definitely struggled in that I'm doing better in because, first of all, my love language is affirming. So I love 
to be appraised as my my love language. I love to hear affirming words, but I also feel like sense of being perfect, right? That I feel like I have to be critiqued. That I need to tell you first what's wrong with this or what's not right. Or I have to ask you like, you know, how, how can I have done that better? Do you think I could have done that better? Instead of being like, don't you think this is great? Don't you think this is amazing? Like it's always, so I definitely feel like I have been more to the latter, Kennedy. And like looking for critique instead of welcoming praise. What do you think, Kennedy? How's it been for you? I would say the same thing. Like I'm so used to, and I feel like that's where the athlete in me comes out because as an athlete, right. you're critiqued. You're critiqued day in, day out until something happens, then you're praised, then you're mm. critiqued again. So I feel like that's where my imposter syndrome comes from again, because I'm just, I don't get me wrong. Like I, I like to be cr critiqued because mm -hmm. I like honesty. I like you to tell me what I'm doing wrong and then follow up with a praise, but I like such right. and such, but like at the, this season of my life, like I feel like I need to be praised just to know, like okay, like somebody mm. sees me, and mm -hmm. but then at the same time, like I'm, <laughs> I'm still working on it. I'm, a, I'm a all of us progress, are, but I'm still trying to internalize being praised. Period. Because sometimes I hear it and I'm like. You can't receive it. You can't receive it. Yes. Receive it as much as I can when mm -hmm. you critique me. And so I feel like that's something that I need to unlearn. Mm -hmm. As I like move and continue to navigate my way through yeah, Something my therapist had me doing was like, just say thank you. You know, somebody tells you you look nice. Don't tell them why. Your hair looks a mess. It needs to be color. These pants are too tight. You see this weight that I gained. You, oh my God, my legs falling off. Oh. Just say thank you. Why is it so hard to just mm -hmm. say thank you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that's a big one. That's a big one. All right, ladies, final thoughts, final thoughts. So this was a good subject today. I feel like we could go on there. There are so many things to talk about in this thing called adulthood. But if there was a takeaway, if you were talking to someone who was younger, what do you want them to know? If they don't take away anything else, what is that advice that you want to give them? I'm going to start with you, Kennedy. I would say take your time. Oh, I love that. Adulting is always going to be here. And I feel like that's something that I wish someone to. Well, my mom did tell me. I just didn't listen. <laughs> listen, like, figure out what you like, what you don't like. Date yourself. Oh, that's a good one. And just everything's going to work out in the end. But don't try to mm -hmm. rush to get into something because once you get into adulting okay. it never ends okay how about you natasha i would say it aligns with um it's a scripture i like that says like man man makes plans like man in his heart makes his plans but god orders his steps i think it's something like that so it's pretty much saying that you know, we always have these plans like for our life and we see mm -hmm. our life like going in a certain light, but God really does order your steps. So life is one big like adventure. They just expect the unexpected um, and, you know, know who you are. You can get through it. Is it life is really beautiful, you know, aside mm -hmm. from all the, you know, heartbreaking. It really is beautiful. We are here for I a agree. reason. <laughs> one of the things that I would pass on is say, don't think just because 
you have a loved one that's a parent or a sibling or a family member or a lifelong friend, that those have to be the people that you talk to about particular situations, right? Because the truth is in our mm-hmm. life, some of our people we love the most have never experienced the things that we've experienced in life. If they, if you're trying to talk to someone about your challenges in corporate America, they have never worked in corporate America. If you're trying to talk to someone about your challenges of being an entrepreneur, if you're trying to talk to somebody about your challenges and being spiritual and they've never been any of those things, my biggest advice is look for a tribe of people that reflect you, who you want to be, that good energy that you want and don't think because again, People do the best that they know how to do. And it's very difficult when you put somebody on the hook for something they don't have the ability to do. So that that would definitely be mine. Well, ladies, that is another edition of the Generational Sip. I always enjoy seeing your beautiful faces and chatting and glad that we have this time. And so let's get those glasses up and a cheers out for another edition of the Generational Sip. Cheers. Well, there you have it. Another episode, another generational sip discussion. I hope that you guys enjoy it. I really appreciate my time with Kennedy and Natasha. They teach me a lot. And likewise, I hope that I'm imparting some wisdom on them too. Let me know on social media platforms. What have you personally found to be some of those things that you have learned in adulthood and wish that somebody would have passed on the memo? Remember, life is too short for bad vibes and bad dreams, so keep sipping, keep chatting, and always remember, life is a journey, but it's better with a sip and a chat. Until next time, cheers. Thank you, Sippers, for joining the Sip Podcast, where we sip, eat, talk. If you've enjoyed our flavorful conversations, don't miss out on future episodes. Subscribe now and follow us on Instagram at YouTube at Sip, Eat, Talk Podcast. Let's continue to sip, eat, and talk together. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.